your intro, bud. Thank you. Welcome back to another episode of Unprofessionals Asking Questions. I'm Julia. I'm Sid. Yeah. For real this time. For real, for real. And this is episode 31. It's about the writer's strike, so I'm going to say what caused the writer's strike is kind of the, the, question. the question, but it's also question kind of, of like day. what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole reason, let's just start at the beginning here. After our ignorant comments and unawareness to the outside world, you know, Sid and I finally figured out why American Horror Story stopped. Right. You know, midway through the season, and we were like, "Oh yeah, the strike." Duh. How could Duh. we not put two and so two together? If you have also noticed that it just abruptly stopped releasing episodes, or maybe your other favorite shows stopped releasing episodes, that would be why. Yeah, and we actually said it was probably a couple episodes. Now we're like, "Why did it just stop? Have you seen any new ones?" And yeah, I looked it up. Or I came across Instagram. What did I do to share with you being like, hey, we're stupid? I don't remember. But anyways. How it came about. But yeah. This we along, finally realized what, what was going on in the world. Right. This along with a ton of other productions were impacted from the writer's strike. Which I did include like a Wikipedia link in the photos and sources doc for you. If you wanted to look at some of those lists of productions that were impacted it's a very long list i'm i'm not gonna read it out okay so you know that if we are questioning something and we have to research it we're gonna turn it into an episode mm-hmm. so what caused the writer's strike i'm gonna first start off with like a quick summary of the writer strike of 2023 because there have been other strikes but we are focusing on this most recent one which we don't really do recent stuff i know this isn't trending topic because it's over but like but yeah we don't typically not within like the year typically no we just do whatever we feel like doing right so this just happened to you know i'm hoping that i definitely have information i'm just like hoping it's intriguing i'm looking at that list now the things that were oh you you are i wasn't sure if a lot of award shows which i never realized or what a lot of award shows oh award emmys and well, even, like, the host show, like, a Yeah, I, which I do remember, like, you know, what, Jimmy Fallon and... Mm-hmm. We'll get into some shows. of those names. All right, so quick summary, and then I'm going to break it down. From May 2nd... Let me make sure I'm recording. Okay. From May 2nd, 2023, happy birthday, Maggie. She listens sometimes. She might not listen to this one. <laughs> Um, so May 2nd to September 27th, 2023, the Writers Guild of America, which is WGA, and mm-hmm. that's probably what I'll refer to it as, or just the guild mm-hmm. throughout this, it rep- it represents 11,500 screenwriters, and the WGA went on strike over a labor dispute with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, which is AMPTP. Again, I will refer to it as as that as that so the strike lasted 148 days mm-hmm. and it was the longest That's a long time it was the longest interruption to american film and television production since what what do you think it's been the longest interruption from uh, 
COVID-19. Oh. <laughs> so oh, oh. <laughs> when I, I first was reading, I was like, it's going to be like the 50s or something. It was COVID-19. <laughs> I was trying to think of another strike, I guess. Yeah. Not interruptions. Okay. That makes sense. Sorry. <laughs> I think maybe that's, that's probably what I was off. thinking too. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, this yes, was okay. the longest interruption mm-hmm. from American shows film. got canceled because of COVID too, just because. Right. Or like uh, delayed in starting mm-hmm. or anything like that. So this was also the second longest labor stoppage that the WGA has performed since the strike of 1988, which that one lasted for 153 days. So uh, this it was longer than this okay. most recent one. Wow. But it was the 80s. That was the 80s, 1988. Okay. During all of this, the 2023 SAG, SAG AFTRA strike was also going on. So there were actually two writer strikes yes. during this time. I think I did know that. And that one continued until November 9th at 12.01 a.m. Yeah, because I was confused because I was like, I thought it was over, and then I realized it was two different things. <laughs> yeah, I think same yeah. in a sense. We are focusing on the Writers Guild of America strike today, but some of the S-A-G-A-F-T-R-A <laughs> Strike will come into um, play. Q P two. Right. A B C D E F G H I J K. So, um, and that strike was part of a series of broader Hollywood labor disputes. So not just wage disputes. Okay. That was more. I don't know. I didn't look into that that much. So some studios during this time, some studios had to close their doors or reduce their staff. Due to the lack of ongoing film and television production, the strike jeopardized long-term contracts created during the media streaming boom, which meant big studios could terminate production deals with writers through force um, majeure, major, major, M A J E U R E, majeure. I have no idea. Majory. I don't know. Clauses after 90 days, saving them millions of dollars. So, like, you could pretty much, like, screw the writers, in a sense, before all this. Following a tentative agreement, union leadership voted to end the strike on September 27, 2023. On October 9th, the WGA membership officially ratified the contract with a 99% of WGA members voting in favor of it. I am going to break all this down. This okay. is just the summary. <laughs> That's why I'm like going through it fast. It also come it's combined impact. This is like huge here. The combined impact with also the SAG AFTRA strike resulted in the loss of forty five thousand jobs. Wow. And quote an estimated six point five billion loss to the billion dollar loss to the economy of Southern California. So that's a combined impact with the two strikes. Now, when you look into it, the WAG strike, they estimated it impacted about $5 billion to the California economy, but then the SAG added like an additional $1.5 to $2 billion. So wow. California got hit hard yeah. just by this. But I mean, that's... And we'll break that down a little bit. The main thing California has going for it, right? Hollywood. Yeah. And that, and it would stem out to other parts, you know, of California. That's so funny. So if you, anyone can hear that, Scrappy has the zoomies in the background. He has the zoomies back. He's really got the zoomies. 
It's so cute. Oh my god. I think he wants someone to play with him. Be careful. He flips over the couch. <laughs> I've been scared about it. All right, so we are going to backtrack a little bit. I told you I was like going through that yes. super crazy so break it down fast. For me. So why are the Hollywood writers on edge? Like what was the ultimate reason for the strike? What caused this? Is okay. what I started. So not getting paid enough. In a sense, but we remember cable TV, right? Mm-hmm. But anymore, what is the most common way of accessing the movies and the shows streaming. that we watch? Streaming, exactly. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have cable. I no, have, me either. Like, five different subscriptions. <laughs> Same, which is still cheaper than cable TV. It is. It's Look, crazy. I have asked my mom and my dad and stepmom what they pay. Mm-hmm. For a cable, I'm like, get rid of it. It's hundreds of dollars, and you can't even like when you're watching sports, you can't even watch like sports anymore. Like, yeah, my dad has problems because package. he's like, well, I don't want to sign up for all these things. Mm-hmm. Like hmm, it's the way the world goes now. Yeah, I don't really have that issue because I don't really watch any sports. Me either. We had YouTube football, TV it. for it, but then that went up in price, and I yeah. was like, eh, I'm okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm good with my Hulu and Netflix. Well, especially we're kind of in, into these names, but like. Disney and Hulu own so much. Like, you can watch old cable shows mm-hmm. now. Shout out Survivor that I've been oh my God. <laughs> watching. Do you watch Survivor? You like Survivor? I used to watch it. Like, my mom is a diehard Survivor fan. So, growing up, we always watch it. And now, why? And I, like, when we just want, like, something mindless. You're going to have to get involved in the fantasy Survivor game that my Please. dad would I, do. Like, it's just like fantasy football, but it's for Survivor. I think you told me about this because you. I was shocked you weren't participating well, no, on a tribe. Like, not that, but, like, this is you're watching the show, you're picking <gasps> oh. people who you're going to think is going to make it to the end. That yeah. kind of thing. But then they also did, they did once last, over the summer. We'll probably continue it. And I didn't participate, but this time I might. Where you do actually play. I want to be a part. And you do, like, they ate bugs and they like other nasty things Mm -hmm. and did like games and i think i told you this before when you were telling me about this one of my birthday party themes was survivor (laughs) so my mom like split us up into tribes and then we had to do certain challenges and stuff Mm -hmm. and like one was like eating like anchovies or sardines or something like that that. was another one that they had was anchovies yeah it was really fun so yeah i i do like survivor right now we're going back to like season one through seven yeah because there's something about early 2000s reality tv that some things it's like that would not they would not get away with no it didn't age well at all um Um, i do recall like my mom used to love watching it too and i would watch it with her but that was early ones and then it just kind of it got old after a while too yeah same thing then i don't know i think that's why i'm like going back to the original plus i'm not really into like reality tv i I'm getting back into it. I think it's because yeah. I need some mindlessness sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. Or like when I'm working or like editing photos or something. I'm I like, need more of the fantasy so that I can not fantasize. live in this world. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> some reality TV seems like fantasy though. Yeah. Not, not fantasy like at one, but just really. like unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a new era of peak TV was created due to the surge in streaming content that was being launched. In turn... It created new opportunities for many writers because, like, now there's a surplus of, you know, shows and stuff. You don't just have to be signed by, like, CBS or Mm -hmm. things like that. But it also then produced challenges with this, especially for working writers who are finding it harder to earn 
a living crafting scripts for film and TV because they're not really getting paid what they should be. I mean, they're like living on like median income, mm-hmm. which it seems okay, but you know what I mean? Like for what they're doing and producing, yeah. it's not. So the underlying theme of like this entire strike is that streaming is the invasive species of the scripting world. Some may say it even throttles the competition and is harmful to the con- is harmful to the ecosystem if unregulated, which all goes into the like minimum pay. Mm-hmm. But really, it falls into the streaming world because it, they were just getting taken advantage of. Yeah, and I'm gonna break that down even more. Okay. Um, because of this major change to the entertainment environment, the writers and actors, which is big decided to go on strike almost like never before had actors been side by side picketing Mm -hmm. with writers well because i'm sure that's scary for them Mm -hmm. and like the actors were agreeing Mm -hmm. they were like i don't know but because sorry i didn't mean to no i just like you're probably terrified that if you do strike alongside them that what if you your contract just gets cut Mm -hmm. and things go south and you never get work again because you went on strike. Well, and the actors weren't getting work though because the stri- the writers are in strike, so right. everything's Nothing on was, hold. So yeah. why wouldn't you be? And like, why wouldn't like you are probably getting paid out the ass? Mm-hmm. But they're doing like they're doing the work. You like acting I, is difficult, but mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine like some of these writers. I'm thinking they probably have to push out on like ridiculous amounts of work under mm-hmm. like strict deadlines. Strict deadlines and. Pressure and I don't know. I, I couldn't yeah. imagine. Plus, how many? I mean, you work so hard, and how many you know shows have you seen on these streaming platforms that it's one season? Because mm-hmm. then it gets canceled. Mm-hmm. Like you have that going on, and it might not even be your writing. It could be the acting. Yeah, like you could have had great, mm-hmm. and you see that too. Like it's like I like or the writing, opposite. but the acting sucks, or the acting's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Then like. Did they really get those lines? Did they write it like that? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then I was, like, thinking streaming has been around for a, a decent amount of time. I it's, remember when Netflix had DVDs that came in the mail. <laughs> I, like, I remember that that's not, like, knowledge, but I didn't ever know that oh. I could, like, get Netflix. Do you remember uh, Redbox or whatever it's called? Yeah, I never really did that, though. I, See, we did that. That I recall. Like, every time we went to the grocery store, my mom was like, what movie do you guys want? Yeah, no, I mostly rented DVDs at Blockbuster. Okay. Or I West never, Coast Video. I don't think I ever got to, like, rent from Blockbuster. Really? I went to Blockbuster. Like, they were around. Room. And there was always this, like, little room that was roped off that you could not go back to unless you were a certain age. <laughs> Did you go under the... No, oh. I didn't sneak in. Okay. So, like, why are they all of a sudden going on strike in May of 2023? Just, like... Tell me. I don't know. Oh, I was going to say, I don't know. So the strike talk actually began a month earlier on April 3rd. And that's when the WGA asked its writers to vote on authorizing a strike. And on the 17th, it was officially announced that members had voted to authorize with a 97.85% vote of yes. And this all came to be because the deadline for a new contract passed on May 1st of 2023. And the threat of a writer strike, which apparently had been looming over Hollywood for some time, went into effect. So they couldn't really strike because they can't negotiate a new contract. 
yeah. that was in place until May 2023. So they had to wait the right time. Exactly. And I don't remember if I put in, I know it was like some, I think it's probably going to come up here, but it was like a five-year contract or something like that. Okay. Um, so writer salaries have been going down for years. So they've been waiting on this strike, but no one knew if they were going to pull the trigger or anything. Mm-hmm. Quote, WGA claimed that AMPTP's share of residuals from streaming media has cut much of the writer's average incomes compared to a decade ago. Writer, writers also wanted, we. this is kind of going back to what we were just talking about in the last episode, but writers also wanted artificial intelligence mm-hmm. like chat GPT to be used only as a tool that can help with research or facilitate script ideas and not as a tool to replace them as a writer. Yeah. And that was huge. That was a big part of the negotiations mm-hmm. as well. So we have streaming, we have pay, and we have, you know, AI, which all kind of goes together with what they're doing. Yeah. So COVID-19 and its aftermath, aftermath saw major reductions in the workforce and cancellations of multiple film and television productions, like you said, to save money on basic residuals and music licensing, licensing costs through Apple and Amazon Though Apple and Amazon remained outliers. So, like, people at Apple and Amazon could kind of continue mm-hmm. doing that. But the money, they were, like, cutting their pay to save money for other residuals. I, I got it. And then the ensuring fall of, quote, peak TV created worsening conditions for writers as well as actors. The... Minimum basic agreement is an agreement that established a minimum wage for television and film writers. They had to at least meet that baseline. In television, the NBA only applied to those who wrote for broadcast television shows and not for streaming television. So that is why writers for streaming television weren't getting paid the minimum. They were getting paid less because they weren't covered by the basic agreement. Because at the time, the contracts were in put in place or written Mm -hmm. it was only for um the larger broadcast television shows and studios and stuff Mm -hmm. that streaming really had no part of yeah and with that so streaming didn't really have its own contract no at all so writers had to negotiate themselves and that led to it ultimately being less of like a salary or pay that they had with the agreement because they just didn't have the negotiating powers. Do you have any like numbers to throw out there? Put in perspective, like what that pay would look like. They didn't. They probably a lot of things did not disclose kind of yeah, that. I'm sure. I'm just. I was curious. Like, what's a bad pay for that? Yeah. Is that? I will say it sounded like <laughs> like a good pay for me. <laughs> and it probably varies too, depending on what the show is you're writing. Yeah. But. It doesn't sound like they're making a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Like the bigger people in the production world were taking all, all of that said okay. money. I do have an example. I kind of get – it backs up what I just said. I kind of get lost in it because I haven't actually heard of this one talk show. But I'm going to use it trying to clarify. And if it doesn't, we'll just cut it out. Okay. So this – like NBA not covering the streaming television can be clear when you compare 
shows. In this example, it's a late night talk show, shows that were produced for broadcast television and then also a streaming service. So you have the late show with Stephen Colbert by mm-hmm. CBS, and then they're going to compare it to the problem with Job, <laughs> Job, Job Stewart. Stewart. Did I write that? John. I wrote Job. Yeah, Steve Colbert and John Stewart. Yes. Yeah. I said Colbert. It's okay. Colbert. <laughs> so we have the late show with Stephen Colbert by CBS versus the problem with John Stewart. So you have heard of the problem? No, I hadn't either. But I mean, I I know he has shows, but I I don't watch them and like I don't keep track of the names of all the different shows. And well, it probably makes sense that we don't know this because the problem was actually produced for streaming by Apple TV Plus. Oh, and that would be why. And we, we are not Apple people. <laughs> not Apple people. Except for. Podcast is on podcast. podcast. And that was a struggle because that was we don't have Apple. It took forever to figure out how the heck to do that. They don't like you not having Apple and trying to do that. They want you to buy stuff. So funny. Just kidding. Okay, so the writers who worked for the problem, which was a streaming platform, were not covered by the MBA and therefore had to negotiate individually with the streaming company for their pay. And as a result, they were paid less than writers who wrote for the late show. While doing the same amount of work. That sucks. Yes. This pattern held true with other shows in other categories. Like in those categories as well. Like the broadcast versus streaming. Mm -hmm. And like I said, that MBA that covers the broadcast television and like large studios expired on May 1st. Which then resulted in they're not signing a new contract on Mm -hmm. May 2nd. They're striking to... Try and solve these problems. That'd be terrifying. Okay, so I don't have individual numbers, but I do have numbers here. Okay. The WGA estimated that its proposals would produce writers about $429 million a year, whereas the AMPTP's offer would produce $86 million a year. So they're saying of all the writers, they should be getting paid together like $429 million a year. But AMPT's PTP's minimum is like eighty six. Like what they're seeing is eighty six million across the board. And was that paid. across like the eleven thousand? Eleven thousand five. The mentioned? people in the union of WGA, which the Writers Guild, okay, Guild of America, okay, is the union that so has that... the eleven thousand five hundred people. And what was that big number again? So. I will say that so WGA estimated that its proposals would produce writers about four hundred and twenty nine million a year. That's what they think. You know, it, everybody like minimum, not per person, but like together. Right. But AMPTP so produces eighty six million, which isn't that much when you think about how many writers there are. Wait, did you say four hundred twenty nine thousand? Four hundred twenty nine million. million. So even that amongst. 11,500 people is like $37,000. And I was going to, when you asked for numbers, I was going to say, I feel like I would estimate it would be 40,000 or less. Yeah, that's not much. Which is actually now almost poverty levels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, today that's not going to get you much. I mean, depending on where you live, obviously you could live somewhere really cheap, maybe work remote, but still, yeah. Not when you're trying to live in LA and right. Exactly, yeah. You, I cannot imagine anyone could live... So even the numbers that they're proposing isn't that much. Like, so think eighty six million divided by eleven. Like, what are they getting there? 
less than 20,000. Let me see. Which, I'm, like I said, I'm sure with larger shows, you're getting paid a little bit more. 7,000. 7,500. That's crazy. I, yeah, that's insane to me. So there was a dispute issue with the guild wanting requirements for, quote, mandatory staffing and, quote, uh, duration of employment terms to be added to their contract because they didn't have duration of employment. Like, you, you were never, like, for sure positive that, like, you're going to be in that job. Like, you could be mm-hmm. cut at any point. Um, so they wanted that added to the contract, and that would require all shows to be staffed with a minimum number of writers for a minimum of no- amount of time so that you're not overworking and underpaying okay. a writer. Whether that's needed or not per AMPTP. Like, whether they say that's needed or not, there should be at least a minimum number of writers. They want that in the contract. Okay. Another important proposal, so they have the amount of money in this proposal. They have the mandatory staffing and employment terms. They also want, um, WGA was advocating for it to ensure each member of a writing team receives their own pension and their own health care funds because they weren't getting that. I was going to say, I would be surprised if there was ever benefits for something. There like isn't. That. Yeah. So they don't have a pension. They don't have benefits. Wow. Especially health care. So, like, when you're going into this profession, you're really like, oh, wow, I need that one hit that's going to move me all the way up. It sounds like it's more cutthroat or than Or you're acting. having, like, yeah, or, because, yeah, like, ugh. And once you make it, like, you're getting rewritten, like, you're getting rehired mm-hmm. for these things and then there's the people struggling to like just get a hit for so it. definitely have to have multiple jobs yes going on. which can you imagine writing like differently no. like that how could you ever find time to do that so this was the first proposal and what you know ampt rejected it and they didn't even offer a counter proposal they were just like this is garbage <laughs> no, we don't no. even we're not even entertaining this no pun intended <laughs> Nice. I see we did there. At the same time, there was a tentative agreement between WGA and AMPTP to have 0.5% of negotiated minimums for all WGA minimums shifted into pensions and health funds. So here, they did kind of get AMPT on the side of allotting that 0.5% of the negotiated minimums, so the negotiated, negotiated amount for the minimum, that 0.5% needs to go into pensions and health funds. So it doesn't seem like very much. It doesn't, but at least it's better than it's nothing. Something, yeah. Okay, so going to break it down in like a timeline a little bit because there was a lot that happened. I cut some things out. Um, it's just kind of going back and forth with, with how it all played out. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, I also have some things of you know, what makes this strike a little bit different and some things that kind of happened uh, with people's reactions with this. Okay. And I kind of wanted to look at that list a little more too of the different things that were put on hold. Okay. So whenever that will fit in. Do you want to look into it for like time or talk about it? Just some of the different ones. We actually, we can do that at the end. I actually did include that link at the end and then I was just like, Oh, I'll put it at the top if she wants to go into it. Yeah. But there might be something that, like, you saw on there that you want to. So at any point, just let me know. Okay. There's a lot of dates and things in this. So if we need to break it up to 
feel alive. <laughs> so, like I said, this kind of started in April 2023. On April 18th, 97.85% of the members of the Writers Guild of America voted to go on strike if they failed to reach a satisfactory agreement with the Alliance of Motion Pictures and Television Producers by May 1st. AMPTP did engage in lengthy negotiations with the WGA on behalf of Amazon Studios, MGM Holdings, Apple Studios, Lionsgate, NBC Universal, Netflix, Paramount Global, Sony Pictures, The Walt Disney Company, and Warner Brothers Discovery. However, they failed to reach a deal before the mandated deadline. So that was the ultimate decision. Okay. That resulted in the right the WGA West, which is WGAW, and WGA East, WGAE, to unanimously approve a strike on May 2nd. So this is not just in LA, because a lot of people were saying like the LA writer strike or strike. Mm-hmm. We saw it on the East Coast, mainly New York. Yeah. Um, but that was the result. So on May 2nd, it started. And this type of strike was the first of its kind since 2007 and 2008, um, which was like 15 years prior. I don't know why I needed to add that. But <laughs> I think they're saying it was the first of this type because you have both coasts yeah. going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and before, did you also have the actors involved in the strike? Yeah, like they were striking with, but it like, I don't know actually. I didn't know if this was the first time the actors all jumped on board. This is the, one of the first time that the actors were picketing with them. Okay. When it wasn't there, but I'm assuming there probably was combined strikes. Yeah. But maybe not. Hmm. Maybe I should know that. I, I mean, we're talking about this one, not past ones. Um. So according to the Hollywood Reporter, I have a ton of sources for this, by the way. They're going to be in with, like, the photos that we'll link. But um, if you want to, like, backtrack to what I'm saying, you can. Some of them are, you know, Hollywood Reporter or the LA Times. Mm -hmm. And then others are, like, NPR and BBC, things like that. So Hollywood Reporter, WGA, had set some prospective rules for writers during the strike. Those rules stated, quote, writers cannot do any writing, revising, pitching or discussing future projects with companies that are members of the AMPTP, which is like some of the people that I, or um, companies I just listed off a Mm -hmm. little bit ago. Mainly like Disney, Netflix. So cannot associate at all. No, you are not to do anything for them. Even if you're, no, close friends. No. So the Writers Guild also stated that fiction podcasts that are produced by companies against which the Guild and its members are striking must stop production. So it wasn't just shows and movies and film and everything. It was also a large amount of podcasts that huh. were affected by this. Not us. No. <laughs> and if you think about there's because there are people who they have writers for their podcasts. Right. They don't do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need some, but... I need some, but... <laughs> Can't pay for that, though. <laughs> no. Uh, also, now that they're... Their now contract is... They don't pay more. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not. Sorry. <laughs> um, the Guild also stated that they hope that writers of animated series, 
not covered by the Writers Guild, but by the Animation Guild, would seek advice from the Writers Guild on whether or not their work as a writer was counter to the activities of the strike, and if so, to cease such work for the duration of the strike. So the animated writers aren't under the Writers Guild. They're under the Animation Guild. Yeah. But because it's, like, the guild, like, uh, the unions and stuff, mm-hmm. they were saying, you can seek advice, we can tell you if you fall into this category or not, and then you, like, you're not going to be terminated for, like, the strike, I guess. I okay. Don't know. Like, they could go on strike, too, but, like, not all writers were part of the Writers Guild. Mm-hmm. So some people could continue. Yeah. But 11,500 people is a lot of people. That is a lot. Um, And then it also noted that while they cannot punish non-guild writers who write for companies against which the union is striking, they promise to bar such writers from future guild membership. So if you aren't part if you aren't a member but you ever want to be stop writing Hmm. so still on may 2nd at 1 p.m the wga instructed members to begin picketing and those places included amc networks amazon culver studios mgm cbs radford cbs television city disney 20th century studios lionsgate stars netflix paramount MTV, you remember that? <laughs> yes. Sony, Universal, Warner, Warner Brothers, including Burbank Division, 30 Rock, NBC Universal, 30 Rock slash NBC Universal, I guess like same thing, mm-hmm. Broadway Stages, HBO, Silver, Silver Cup Studios, Steiner Studios, Warner Brothers, Discovery, Warner Bros. Discovery up front. So all wow. Warner Brothers pretty much. Writers that were facing financial hardship due to the strike, because they're not getting paid during this, Mm -hmm. were instructed by WGA to apply to the Entertainment Community Fund. And that fund helps people in the entertainment industry with financial trouble find affordable housing and maintain health care and senior care coverage. So they kind of told them right away, you know, if you're in hardship, apply to that fund. By May set by May tenth, which is eight days after the strike started, one point seven million dollars uh, was pledged to the Entertainment Community Fund. So that was due to donors mm-hmm. pledging to give one point seven million for writers, and the prominent donors were showrunners and producers like J.J. Abrams, Greg Berlanti. Adam McKay. I'm sorry if I mess up anybody's name. <laughs> Ryan Murphy, Shonda Rhimes. Michael Schur, and John Wells. They were the main donors, which I think that's, like, incredible. Yeah. They were just like, let me donate my money so we can help them. Mm -hmm. Which is funny because when we get back into some other things um, of how people support it, it doesn't seem as good as that. Oh, Um, okay. I don't know. There might... And that doesn't seem like... Was that the only donors? I don't, that wasn't the only donors. That was just within eight days, 1.7 million was pledged to go into that fund. Okay. Um, so I don't know how much that would have covered for that many people, but. Probably not much at all. No. It seems like a lot, but not when you're spreading it. Because no. everybody's going to be in hardship. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to do that math again? Or approximate? Yeah, so 1.7 million divided by 11.5. 
Or eleven thousand five hundred. One hundred and fifty dollars. Yep. That's what you pay monthly for health insurance. Yeah. You know. If you're lucky. Damn. Wow. So we're now into June on the seventh and eighth, picketing in the northeast, which was New York. Mainly New York, but it was, you know, other places as well on the east coast. It was paused due to poor air quality. From the 2023 Canadian wildfires. Oh my goodness. This is like bringing back all the stuff that happened. Me too. It's awful that I forgot that that happened. I didn't forget it happened. I just forgot this was happening at at the same same time. time, There are so many things going on. Plus the aliens. Plus what else was going on? The the UFO thing. in general. (laughs) The war. There's a lot going on. At once. There's a lot of things being released too. While like these big news things were like circulating. Mm -hmm. To be what I find to be hidden. Yeah. So get this one then. On June 9th, some people are starting to get angry. Yeah. Lionsgate suspended BMF line producer Ian Wolf following an altercation with striking writers who were picketing outside of BMF's production headquarters. And according to firsthand accounts from writers Gabriel Alejandro Garza and Tom Smuts, Smuts, Wolf attempted to intimidate Garza and Brian Eggiston, who were on the sidewalk next to the studio's entrance, by accelerating his car towards <gasps> them and stopping just short of hitting them. <gasps> While they were picketing. While they were picketing. He said it was an accident at first. He was okay. like, I, I didn't mean to. It was a complete accident. I was just, like, moving. They were on the sidewalk. They were on the sidewalk in front of... Why are you ramming your car? In, like, you're not going towards you're an entrance of a... any sense. No. If, because there were witnesses and stuff, he eventually admitted that, you know, yeah. what he was doing. He did get in trouble just by suspension. Ugh, that's um, like attempted murder almost. I know. Like, Lionsgate released, like, a statement about, you know, violence and uh, altercations and, you know, can't be doing this. And that also led WGA to release a statement saying, quote, workers should not be threatened with physical harm when exercising their right to publicly protest and picket against unfair wages and working conditions, which then, like, caused a bunch of other problems. Like, there's just drama during all this. I'm sure. Because you have producers pissed because they can't be producing any work. You have some actors pissed or hosts pissed because they can't be doing work. Mm -hmm. And then you also have the people who are supporting us. Yeah. July 12th. Um, the deadline Hollywood reported that AMPTP and major Hollywood studios did not plan to return to negotiations with the WGA until late October at the earliest. Hmm. AMPTP did say that this was an anonymous, um, source. They were distancing themselves and... They remain committed to signing a deal as soon as possible that this wasn't true. I find it ironic because they literally did come to agreement in October. Yeah. Um, it To me, it sounded like they pretty much wanted to kind of drain them of their money and time to, like, put themselves in a better negotiate. Like, oh, they'll take whatever we give right, them. Right, to give them no choice. Because you know, they need money. They mm-hmm. need to go back to work. So I don't know. I think that it, AMPTP probably did say that and then they're like, oh, we didn't. You know, mm, that's shitty though, just to like try and wait it out until they can't take it anymore. And then they're like, This is people's lives, yeah, and passions. Like, you think they're just doing this 
for a living because that's clearly not what they're doing it for in the beginning. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's the end goal, obviously, but... They're grinding. Yeah, they want to create things like this Mm -hmm. because they love it. And it's just such a cutthroat world. I I couldn't imagine. No. Writers probably have it. I don't know. Through this, I'm like, damn. Yeah. Kind of forget about the writers through Mm -hmm. this. So August 4th, both parties met at a non-disclosed location. But again, no agreement was reached. It was just like, you're a joke. What you're bringing to the table is a joke. We're not accepting this. They come back together or they agree on the 10th that they're going to resume contract negotiations on the 11th. WGA sent a note to its 11,500 members saying that the AMPTP, quote, the AMPTP had indicated a willingness to make concessions in some areas, including finding ways to safeguard writers from artificial intelligence technology. Now, they did say the note added that AMPTP said studios were not willing to engage on the proposals, including success-based residual payments from streaming services, which was one of the main reasons for this strike. Mm-hmm. So them saying that they're not willing to engage and we don't have say with the studio, so you just need to accept this. The guild leaders um, pretty much were told that they need to return to negotiate. They would... The union people, the guild members, mm-hmm. told their leaders to tell AMPTP that they're not going to return to negotiations until studios were willing to engage on all proposals. Okay. The leaders didn't necessarily say that. They sent a note back saying that we're examining what you sent. Okay. Which, like, come on, dude. Like, fight for your fucking people. I was going to say they're people. supposed to be representing them. And representing them fully with their voice. And... During this time, did, is everything for them on hold too? Those representatives, those leaders, they're not getting paid, right? I would assume so. I don't know. Because, like, I don't know how the unions work like yeah. that. Do you get paid as being, like, most times you don't get paid as, like, a board member. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I'm thinking of my examples. So, like, this wouldn't be, I don't know. How would because you pay towards the union, right? You pay to be in a union. Yeah. I would assume that it wouldn't get paid. I should have looked that up. I I just assume that it's everybody and that the leaders were writers. Mm -hmm. They're just the ones who were like voted in. Right. So you would think that they would want to fight more. Unless they're just like, I I want this over. Well maybe they're like, we can talk to them. A little bit maybe studios will come around while we examine this mm-hmm. maybe they wanted to like make it seem like we're working with you a little bit mm-hmm. we're not shutting everything down i just found it a little weird like you should be representing their voices as a whole yeah and they, like they were like no like we're not going to negotiate with you until you listen yeah hmm. then august 21st picketing in la was canceled due to hurricane hillary Oh. Which I forgot. I don't even remember. It was going to say, do, do we I hear about Hillary? Hillary. <laughs> uh, the next day, the 22nd, AMPTP presented a proposal suggesting rules for AI content. But studios and writers still were at a stalemate. So they're making ground, work, like, way or what, whatever the, like, fucking words. 
fucking words. Whatever that. Um, a writer is also on strike. <laughs> what's it called when you make a not references, not allegations? And start over. What are you trying to say? I don't know. We're just gonna move forward. It's kind of analogies. Okay. Analogies. I don't even know what I was using the word for now. What? Well, yeah. What's the context? What are you? I don't. I forget now. <laughs> I don't even remember what you asked me. Did I ask anything? I think I don't know. I was trying to make an analogy, and then I got stuck with not knowing what an analogy was. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Our brains are on strike. Currently. Okay. I'm trying. I'm making this longer. Than you know. No, it's you're fine. Okay. That was the 22nd stalemate, 30th of August. California State Treasurer Fiona Ma, 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 M-A, that's what it said, Fiona Ma, sent letters, she fucking sent letters to Netflix, the Walt Disney Company, Comcast, Warner Brothers, Discovery, Apple Inc., Paramount, Global, and Amazon, telling them to return to negotiations and settle this strike. Okay. In that letter, she stated, quote, the impact of the strike paralyzes Hollywood and reverberates across the state, affecting countless businesses, thousands of pension fund beneficiaries, and millions of Californians. So at this point, the economy is... state pretty much is. Hollywood. Yeah. I can't imagine if we didn't... If it all just did stop for a long time. Paste never came back. It would be bad. Like if there was no... Do you know how many people in employees? Yeah. But then further from that industry too like it's employing we'll get to some of the businesses but like I mean you have restaurants well even restaurants dry cleaners artists yeah everything yeah huh even like flights and stuff I assume yeah you know well and and yeah just like certain locations that get paid to get have things filmed there yeah don't get that anymore so it affected more than what I ever realized. Yeah. I, well, I was thinking like, oh, could you imagine if these top celebs, you find them working at McDonald's drive through or something now? Because they're not acting anymore. You just roll up and you see Tom Cruise. Well, with or the deep deepfakes. The deep <laughs> I was just going to say, maybe we'll see it and we'll believe it. Yeah. Okay, so Warner Brothers... Stated on September 5th that the strike impacted its 2023 earnings by $500 million. And that then led them to suspend deals with the following people on September 6th. I think they released it the day before to like defend themselves for this suspension of deals. And that was affected by Mindy Calling. Oh yeah, the actress. J.J. Abrams. Greg Berlanti. I guess she's also a producer, probably. And Bill Lawrence. Okay. I don't recognize any of those other names except J.J. Abrams. <laughs> this next one gets me. September 11th. Mm-hmm. Which, have we talked about how much, like, anymore? I guess I really like a lot of the movies, but she's always bugged me. I can't stand Drew Barrymore. Really never have. <laughs> There's something about her that triggers me. I think that's why I get triggered when people are like, Julia Julia. I'm like, she does not deserve the name Julia in... The Wedding Singer. Anyways. Yeah, I... It... it she can be a little annoying sometimes. She's, she's just annoying to me. Um, 
yeah anyway move on so i she does have her own show and i feel like i did see something about this she did she refuse to stop so the drew barrymore show on september 11th resumed because this was it has writers so it Mm -hmm. stopped on may 2nd it resumed episodes without writers and then it was picketed by guild members they also turned away two audience members that were wearing wga pins in them one mom she (laughs) so funny after this happened, she was then removed as a host for the upcoming 74th National Book Awards, like, the following day. They're like, no, we don't want you then, like, which good for them. Yeah. Like, you are representing what has made you, in yeah. a sense. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're just saying fuck it because you want money. Right. That's you have enough money, girl. And if you don't, that's your own fault. Yeah. You're just showing you don't care at all who's helping you with mm-hmm. your show. So this was the 11th. They canceled her from being a host on the 12th. By the 17th, Barrymore changed her decision and announced the show would remain on a hiatus while the strike was ongoing. I do remember seeing something about It's like, that. yeah, eat your fucking words and choices. Yeah. Like, what? And how did she even defend herself on why she did that? You can't. How yeah. do you defend yourself? Just like, take oh, a seat for a moment. Oh, maybe I didn't want the viewers to not have me for a week or something. But like, clearly it's crazy. not you because you're not writing it. Yeah. So that's so, that's a laughing in their what faces. What does the show even look like without the writers? I don't know. Probably pathetic. She probably needs a writer. Yeah. She's annoying. <laughs> <sighs> that triggered me when I was writing that. I, I was like, that. of course. Anyways, she bothers me so much. I see that. Okay, then on the 12th of September, a studio exec- executive said on like some interview... Quote, the showrunners are quite pissed. They are mad at the guilds and feel that they are not responding to the studio's offers. And that this is just, like, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. We need to, like, keep it going. I mean, they are feeling of the effects Yeah. by now. People started to begin um, growing, like, concern over the inability to end the strike. And this was overall. Like, people were like, is it ever going to end? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they should negotiate and not do this. By September 20th, um, they were set to resume negotiations, the union and the studios now. So a- the AMPTP's studios. But finally, the studios are like, we're going to talk. Mm-hmm. So the negotiations resumed with the studio's CEOs. We have Bob Iger, Iger from mm-hmm. Disney. David Zaslav. Zaslav? Zaslav. From Warner Brothers, Rose Discovery, Ted Sarandos from Netflix, and Donnie, Donna Langley from Universal Pictures. Go Universal for having a woman CEO. Yes, hell yeah. Um, but also fuck you for not True. <laughs> negotiating. Yeah. Um, this yeah, yeah, nay. Right, exactly. So this negotiation on the 20th was followed by uh, three more negotiation meetings. So it was... There was another one on the 21st, the 22nd, and the 23rd. Okay. By the 24th of September, uh, writers and the studios reached a tentative agreement. And then following, it was followed by a vote on the 26th. The union leadership announced the strike would officially end. And the strike did officially end on September 27th at 12... September 27th, 2023 at 12.01 a.m. Okay. So, like, they came to agreement on the 26th, and I guess they, like, started at a brand new day. (laughs) Because it's the same thing with the other strike. It was, like, November 9th, 12.01 a.m. 
So they is must... everyone just like staying up and they're awake? At I guess, hour? or maybe they're just saying it like it has to be they like just that chose day. That time. Like that's the official time of yeah. the day. I don't know. No, that would make sense. So the strike ended on the 27th, but it wasn't until October 9th that the WGA membership like officially ratified the deal with that 99% uh, of members mo- voting in favor of the new contract. So like the official vote wasn't until the 9th, but they did end the strike. Okay. I think the vote was like the signing mm-hmm. kind of of the deal. Like you vote and then yeah. WGA signs. So, not much left here. This is kind of just getting into what I found interesting about the strike. And I don't know much about other strikes, so maybe there is similarities. Um, My question really was, like, what made this writer strike so different from others? Mm -hmm. The big one, which we discussed, was Hollywood actors joined film and television writers on the picket lines for the first time in 63 years. So, I remember, I thought I had a date for that. And they were, you know, cheering and chanting outside major studios, uh, putting their faces out there. Mm-hmm. Like, they they were with them. They were standing. Which I do remember seeing, like, pictures and videos of mm-hmm. top celebs out there. And then there's, like, I think there's one in the photos that I uh, posted. It was, like, where are you? What's her name? Ortega. The girl who does Wednesday Adams. <laughs> Because remember, she got backlash because she wasn't like supporting it or something. She was, I think she was continuing to do stuff. Mm -hmm. Which that has to be a tough position, though. Especially when you're finally like making it, like you're in your like big year of being like (laughs) the new upcoming actress. There's this one picket sign that says, Our therapist keeps saying we have to stand up for ourselves, so here we are. Sorry. (laughs) I know, that one. Some of them really do make me laugh. The one was like, paint me like one of your CEOs. Like, (laughs) paint me like one of your French whores. Uh Yeah. Okay, this... Oh, oh, sorry. This one? Yeah. I like her offer as much as you like an angry female lead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. That one's actually iconic. Yeah. Um, okay, so did you hear about the Strike Force 5 podcast? No. So Jimmy Kimmel, Seth Meyers, Stephen Colbert, John Oliver, and Jimmy Fallon all started a podcast called The Strike Force 5. Okay. This was actually created to raise money and support their staff during the strike. Oh, that's awesome. They did that because I was by, scared. I know where you were going with this. Right. I This is actually really cool. Um, all the proceeds that the host received went straight to out-of-work staff from the the show itself. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Apparently, there were allegations of, like, during this time, there were allegations of erratic and aggressive behavior, behavior by Jimmy Fallon and that the working environment was genera- generally terrible at The Tonight Show. So a lot of people actually found the podcast unusual and awkward. Okay. Who knows? I mean, he, it probably is awful because it's cutthroat shit. And, yeah. I mean, he's a star, so it probably is. But at the same time, he's not getting paid if mm-hmm. you're not writing. So, he, of course, he wanted to pay them somehow, right. I guess. Or try and get this resolved. Mm-hmm. The podcast was launched on August 30th. I guess the five of them were, like, having Zoom meetings for, like, updates on the strike. And then they were like, we can actually make this a show. <laughs> 
end. So they did it on the 30th and they said that it would run at least 12 episodes. I didn't look into if they got those 12 episodes. I would assume so because I don't know because it ended within a month of Mm -hmm. it starting. So, but they did raise some money. Okay. But on that podcast, Kimmel actually revealed that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon offered to pay his staff's salary for two weeks following the shutdown of Jimmy Kimmel Live due to the strike. Mm -hmm. So they were like, we'll pay your staff, which is crazy. I don't know why those two actors. They love the show so much. I guess maybe they get. keep going. (laughs) Yeah, or like their standing relationship with it. Maybe. I don't know. And Kimmel said, like, on the podcast, this is how he revealed it. And remember, he has, like, that fake, like, uh, riff with Matt Damon. I don't know. I don't know either. I I thought you did. (laughs) No. But I read about it. (laughs) So he said, Ben Affleck and the despicable Matt Damon contacted me and offered to pay our staff for two weeks, a week each. They wanted to pay them out of their own pocket. Okay. Kimmel said that he ultimately rejected the offer because he felt quote that that was not their responsibility and that it actually wouldn't really resolve anything Mm -hmm. i can see both sides if they want to fucking give them the money yeah give them the money Mm -hmm. they have it but at the same time it's like i'm sure a lot of things would have went into like why did you only pay them and yeah probably would have been bad Mm -hmm. interesting though like that all these people are coming together to be like we'll pay oh is that a tornado warning? No. Fire. <laughs> oh, that's sad. <laughs> um, so in an effort to help crew members who have now I'm like switching roles to what other people did, which I think it might be a little tone deaf, but let me know your thoughts. Okay. In an effort to help crew members who have lost their health care to the writer strike related shutdowns. Several actors started raising money by offering experiences to the highest bidders. Okay. So they were auctioning like going to off. lunch and stuff like that? Yes. So I have some examples here. Uh, I didn't really include the numbers. It ranged anywhere from like $150 to a couple thousand to, you know, whatever it may be. One was Adam Scott was offering to walk your dog. You could pay for that. You could Zoom with a new girl cast member. It would a twenty. What is the point of doing this and not just giving directly? Right, you have the fucking money, but now you're asking other people who are like also paying these production companies to watch these shows. Yeah, where the production companies aren't paying these people. Like, yeah, this is why I think it's tone deaf. Mm -hmm. Just donate your money then. Yeah. So, Zoom with a new girl cast member for twenty minutes. Uh, You could get a waterproof portrait of your dog by John Lithgow. Uh, blank and blank will join you for dinner, and then the money. Blank and blank. Like I'm just kidding. <laughs> the video that like is linked. It was like a news thing. I just like missed the names, but there were a couple. There was like a dinner or a lunch. Yeah, or, like, I've seen. I've seen those. Yeah. Um, and then like I said, the money raised in these auctions by the highest bidders would help the thousands of union members to pay their bills. A lot of people say it's a little tone deaf. Mm-hmm. I can agree. It's a lot tone deaf. Uh, I think this one might be the biggest tone-deaf thing. Yeah, it's tone-deaf by Eminem. (laughs) There was a writing class that someone could pay, a writing class, to raise money for the writer's strike. You could pay $5,100 for. 
Well, all the writers are fucking striking, the actual writers. So how are they even going to pay for a class, a real writer, how are they going to pay for a class of $5,000 if they're striking and don't have the money because they're not being paid? That makes no sense. Tone deaf, rich celebrities who think yeah. they're doing a good cause. Look, look at me. I'm supporting them. You're a multimillionaire. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's ridiculous. You guys can be doing a lot freaking more. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys could end poverty, so there's that. Mm-hmm. At first, <laughs> when I was, like, reading, I was like, oh, cool, like, they did start doing... I didn't know what type of... And then I was, like, reading it, I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. It's crazy. And then how much of the portions did you get and actually give back? Mm-hmm. Like, was it all... Yeah. All right, I'm almost done here. At least we don't have to deal with that, because we're not famous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yet. <laughs> Um, so I did mention in the very beginning that California, well, I said it a couple times, but California's economy, uh, was highly affected by the strike and like the shutdown of production. Mm -hmm. So there's Todd Holmes, who was an entertainment industry professor. He predicted that, um, a hundred days into the strike, reports would start to show that California's economy would suffer a hit of $3 billion due to the strike. And did it? And that was pulling from things like from previous strikes. Okay. Because the one earlier, I think it was in 2007 or one, mm-hmm. they estimated that that was a 2.1 billion in oh, e- boy. Economic, so, or, uh, economic hits, which with inflation results in 3 billion. Yeah. So they were kind of using that with like what happened at the Tell me it was like days. way more than that though. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that was the prediction, and they predicted that by thinking that loss of incomes would result in, you know, halted TV and movie productions, mm-hmm. revenue losses from businesses such as restaurants and caterers, floors, prop houses, professional drivers who actually yep. would service those major studios. They would have, like, a contract mm-hmm. with them. Um, and about 20% of the L.A. economy involved people who worked directly or indirectly with the entertainment industry. So this was all you know, again, estimates before it really happened. Mm -hmm. And they really couldn't get, they didn't have all the information. They weren't, they weren't really talking to businesses then. This is just an estimate. Yeah. So then a Business Insider article was published on September 5th, 2023. So this is still before the strike ended. And that stated that California's economy has dealt with a blow of $5 billion. Just at that point. Just at that point. And it had, what, another month to go? It had, so it had 22 days left. Yeah. And this was from them looking at everything as a whole. So, like they said, like, they were looking at that 20% of people directly and indirectly. Mm -hmm. They actually started doing research. They were talking to the people. They were talking to the businesses. They were getting, they were conducting this research and getting the insights and analytics. Who they made mainly talked to were caterers, dry cleaners, truckers, car rental companies, welders, construction people, and every business pretty much in between. All of them had lost work, shut down, couldn't pay their staff wow. because of it. I never would have thought companies like that. And in the beginning, like I said, no, me either. Like I get restaurants and stuff. I get that. people going in, but mm-hmm. you forget about sets. Yeah. You know the prop people, the construction welders. Mm-hmm. Like that's electricians, huge. right? Like, like all of everything. that. 
Um, like the floor, yeah, especially floors because people are like sending flowers and then you have still have all the flowers for. Mm-hmm. I thought you said floors. Oh, floors. Probably sounded like that. <laughs> um, and like I said in the very beginning, when it resulted in 45,000 job losses, mm-hmm. and that's not just the 11,500, you know, right. writers. That is. Across all California's economy. I bet that's pretty low. Like, I bet that's not right. Probably. Um, Wow. So, the impact with the Writers Guild strike, $5 billion. Then you also have numbers which are inconsistent for the SAG whatever strike. Mm -hmm. And that's estimated to be like $1.5 billion to $2 billion. So okay. overall, in from May to November, California is looking at like a six point five billion dollar economic blow. And that's crazy. For the most part, they do say a handful of the shows will return or pick back up. There are a lot that won't be, but I'm like sure. the major ones. The problem now is that they're finding the actors to fill these roles have already found some other work uh, or they're booked. They can't go back because, like, it is structured very, like, you know, you might be, like, filming for three months, like, out somewhere else. or mm-hmm. I don't know. So, yeah, now that they're back to writing, they don't have actors to fill the roles for the stuff to continue. Well, hey, I'm free. <laughs> I'm free. Am I sexy? In my sultry. Um, that's all I had. If we want to talk about the productions that were I, impacted, I, really I think do. this is like your your cup of I do. tea there. My cuppa. So, I hope I did clear. clear you did, I don't stuff. know like shit about this to be honest, because I just I was nervous. I was going to be boring. Didn't look into it much, but so again, like I said, a lot of award shows were postponed. Okay, I don't care about any of that. Um, maybe that's oh bad. the Tonys were postponed. Yeah. Everything. Well, that makes sense. Considering <laughs> <laughs> they need the writers for all these award shows. Yes, they do. Um, there's this one that I saw. Where'd it go? So festivals and conventions. Yeah. I didn't think about Pennsylvania. About- exactly. And that was Pennsylvania Warhorse Film Festival. What the heck is that? I'm looking it up. Please. It was postponed until next year. Pennsylvania Warhorse Film Festival. I guess it's just a film festival. But like, when and where is this? Is this? At the go. Allen Theater in Anvil. I don't know where that is. I don't know either. Huh. Did you say Anvil? Anvil? Anvil, no E after, like, Ann. A-N-N-B-I-L-L-E. Oh. And it is based not-for-profit corporation established to help military and first responders suffering from PTSD. Oh. Oh, it literally has to do with, like, the calming effect on the nerves, low pressure, uh, chemical changes in our brains and relief. It's therapeutic writing. It's, like... That's awesome. And not for profit for like first responders. Um, huh. I wonder what, like how that was like affected from that. That's what I'm just wondering if that was a not, like a non-profit, how did that 
even maybe they had some I don't know I don't know that was that's cool though that that's a thing um, yeah that's interesting I saw on here so by Disney Avatar 3, 4, and 5 mm-hmm. 3, 4, and 5 mm-hmm. they're pumping them out I remember when it was originally supposed to be like four installments when that first one came out and then we're like, apparently we're not getting any more because it was... It was years. years I love decades. I haven't seen the second Avatar. No. I was obsessed with the first one. I actually I loved, watched it a I've few times. I watched it several times. I loved it. And I'm not not someone who watches movies Over. several times. Yeah. Um, but I did watch that quite a few when it first came out. Well, it seemed like in school, anytime there was a... Or, you know, end of the year thing. Or you had a movie day. That was definitely one of the ones that kids picked mm-hmm. for us that we watched. But I didn't think the second one went well from what I had read. Really? But, um, they already got captured it all but, in the first one? Well, this one's it's like, water-related. Mm. So I think you get more water creatures, which is cool. But, like, I mean, even if it wasn't received well, I'm still going to watch it because I don't care about Rotten Tomatoes ratings. Cleopatra? There's going to be a Cleopatra? Wasn't that a show? Oh. Oh. I no, guess I'm thinking maybe. of a Netflix show. Wait, no, because this is under films. Oh. But the Avengers... I, I think they're done with the Avengers. Nope. There's Avengers Secret Wars and the Avengers... The Kang the Dynasty. Kang Dynasty. The Batman Part 2. Ghostbusters. Blade. Godzilla Kong? Wait, another Ghostbusters? Yeah, Frozen Empire by Sony. It's postponed until March 2024. Freaky Friday 2. What? Where do you see that? By Disney. Mm, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings? There's another one coming? Well, yeah, I don't know. Spider-Man. I don't know how they're gonna, what they're going to do with that. Another Spider-Man. Superman. Twister. Twister. No. No. <laughs> I don't like tornadoes. And I think it's because of that movie. I like Twister. I think I watched it when I was too young. And now I have nightmares about tornadoes. Unstoppable. It was canceling cancel filming cancel. Was it unstoppable that train thing? Dirty dancing sequel? But yes. Where are you seeing fun. this? Well it says untitled Dirty Dancing Sequel. That was right under Twisters. Oh, yeah, yeah, Lionsgate. Fast X sequel. No, get out of here. I'm tired of Fast and Furious movies. Very tired. Can they still do them anymore? Aren't they like... They have too many. Karate Kid sequel. Scream sequel. So American Horror Story actually was affected not only by the Writers Guild, but also by the S-A-G-A-F-T-R-A strike. (laughs) So many letters. I know. I like get on a roll and I'm like, wait. Which I don't see. Maybe they just group it under that, but the stories, the American Horror Stories, it just says American Horror Story season 12. So, like, maybe they just lump the stories under that, unless they're not releasing more. And that was only four episodes. Well, the stories this season are pretty short. Didn't they only do like six the one before? I thought or they were five? at least like eight. I have but to I look. Um, yeah, there's. There's a ton. The link is in the uh, photo and sources uh, sure Google, Google Doc. Too. It'll just pop up. If you, yeah, if you guys want to look it up. I mean, it's it's a very long list. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Emily in Paris? <gasps> season four, Emily in Paris? I never watched that. I love it. Season four, The Boys. Did you guys end up watching that show on Prime? Mm-mm. Oh, my God. It's so no. good. It's fucked up. It's good. It's funny. Um, Family Guy? <laughs> oh, yeah. Which, that okay. mu- they must have, like, fallen under the... Because sh- wouldn't that be, like, animation? Yeah. Hmm. Grey's Anatomy that's still fucking going. I've never They're watched releasing... a single episode of Grey's Anatomy, and I never will. My hopefully. freshman year of college, my roommate was like on a kick. She was like on season like eleven or whatever. That's so not I started thing. it, and I did binge watch the first few seasons. I'm like, how can you keep going? I... That's just it's not my thing. I need, I need dragons somewhere, mm-hmm. some kind of magic going on. Mm-hmm. Or like I can do like that type Death. of thing, but like CSI or like Criminal Minds. I can you know do that what I mean? Like I can do creepy. those settings. Yeah, it's but crazy that it didn't. But that yeah. I don't care. Same goes with, with for like house. I was never super into. I house. was never into house either. I watched a few. And I'm like, eh. see, it's funny because like Wyatt will bring up like he was into NCIS mm-hmm. and house, and those yeah. were the two I didn't like. Criminal Minds and CSI, CSI Miami and New York. I love CSI New York. I didn't. I only watched like the original CSI, and I don't think I watched all of them. Um, I never got into Law and Order actually I, either. I've watched some. I've watched some episodes, but it's never been something I've been like, oh, I'm going to sit and binge this. Um, Outer Banks. Euphoria season three. Have you ever watched Euphoria? I watched the first season, which I did kind of like, but sometimes I get weird about, you know, like watching like what you're supposed to be like high school. Student, you know what I mean? It is strange. That's my one thing with like Outer Banks. I, like, I do that. like the Outer Banks, but it's also like, I don't know. It's kind of weird when I'm like, even though I know they're older like, why am I, like, watching and, like, getting into, like, someone who's portrayed as, like, a high schooler, like, make out or have sex? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, like, kind of weird Weird. And I know none of the actors are actually that age, but it's the idea. Why pretty, do we want to watch that? Pretty Little Liars Summer School. Uh, I don't know. Rick and Morty. Well, that's postponed for a couple of different writing yeah, problems. I would have to agree. Speaking of, like, did he ever, was he ever found, like, actually, like, I thought so. Did, was he actually charged, or was it, like, allegations? I don't know. I mean, I think the allegations were definitely real, mm-hmm. but I just don't know. I think he almost, like, he just got, like, suspended from, like, taken off the show. I don't know if he actually got charged with anything. Which... I kind of already get charged and stay on the show. <laughs> I I have yet to watch the new season, but you know how I was talking about Solar Opposites? Mm-hmm. So as I got deeper into like this new season where it is different voices and different writing, it is it has changed. It's almost like cringe-worthy oh, no. um, writing. Like I'm like, what? You know with some of the animated things, you're like, what the fuck? And not in like that good way, like how we liked well, with Rick and Morty. You're like him too, right? Yes, and he did the voiceovers for two of the characters as yeah. well. So that has all changed now. That We're changed. It. The voice has changed, which I thought I could like deal with, which is a little weird. But the writing changed. That's it probably... is a different type of comedy that's yeah. not the way that made Rick and Morty mm-hmm. and the well, opposite. And that's opposites. probably why they haven't released any more Rick and Morty yet, because they can't afford to fuck it up. Mm-hmm. At you least can. Solar Opposites 
it's, isn't it, on the level. It was so new. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was starting to become big because mm-hmm. of the Rick and Morty thing. And like, I don't want to, you know, support someone who did. He was talented mm-hmm. at writing, um, but maybe you just leave the show at what it is and don't ruin it. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it started. We got into like the third episode after I told you. And why are we like, we can't watch, like, this that is, sucks. like, cringy, like, what the, f- like, you're, like, laughing because you're, like, was that really, like, what? Mm-hmm. A lot of talk shows. Yeah. Which is funny, like, I guess I never really thought how much talk shows were written. Uh, yeah. That were scripted. <laughs> scripted. Yeah. Huh. But there isn't as many talk shows as the other stuff. Mm-mm. American Idol. American Idol? What? What are you trying to tell me? Like, what's scripted about? The Uh, judges? Yeah, what is scripted? Just the host? How do you script American Idol? Is it all scripted? Is nothing, like, nothing real? Saturday Night Live. I knew that. (laughs) Have you kept up with it? I haven't because I watched it on YouTube TV. Yeah, I don't have any way to access it. Me either. It's annoying. Mm-hmm. And I meant to bring up in my last episode about the whole deep fake. I don't know if you... Did you see... Do you follow, like, SNL on Instagram and see, like, I used to, but then I haven't been seeing anything. So I don't know if it got lost in my algorithm because mm-hmm. I wasn't interacting. Yeah. Because sometimes I do that with the, the accounts that I love. Mm-hmm. I don't... I'll watch, but I don't actually interact. Yeah. And then they get lost. So, I love the Please Do Not Destroy. I haven't seen it. Video. Well, no, like that. It's that group of nerdy writers and they do skits. Oh, oh, Please oh. Do not Destroy videos. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, there's one of those that they did. And um, it was out of stone. And they tried to say that she couldn't. Some of the video got corrupted. So, they brought in... Uh, Punky, what's her last mm-hmm. name? Punky Johnson. Johnson. They brought her in and then did a deep fake, <laughs> but it doesn't like cover her face completely, and it's a really creepy. But on looking. purpose, they did it. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be funny, and it's I don't know. It's funny. I wish I could keep up with it, but I like Punky. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to Kill Tony, and she will come on sometimes with that. Mm. But did you hear Good Burger Two is coming out? Apparently, no. So it was affected by this. Is that what Keenan's up to these days? Someone told me Good Burger 2 is coming out and it's with the same actors. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's what Keenan's doing. Yeah. And someone was like, yeah, I watched the the thing and like it's crazy because it, it seems like that was so long ago, but they don't look like they aged since then. Like they look the same. Well, I, when I mean, Kel has been recently on SNL before Keenan left and they looked the same. Just older and... Yeah, like Kel's not this scrawny, skinny yeah, little yeah, thing, yeah. but, but they oh my god, I love Good Burger. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can't take your order. <laughs> yeah, so excited about that. Yeah, but apparently, oh, the screenplay was actually completed prior to the strike, but it couldn't be released. Oh, well, then at least that's promising that it would be released soon, right? Yeah. Oh, American Horror Stories is under television series. Well, so versus programs? I think above was filming. Or, oh. So oh. there must be, like, you have the series and then you have filming, which, because one, 
every season's like one off. Mm-hmm. Maybe one that I don't know how that's categorized. Um, mm-hmm. Filming commenced prior to the strike. Production later sus- was suspended due to the. Th- that's probably why. Oh wait, no, that was. That's probably why it wasn't it just released in November. Um, that new the new one. I think it was before that. Wasn't it? Because Maybe. it said no, production it was, like October, was later suspended right? due to the SAG AFTRA strike. So like they did they anticipate the strike and they were like let's release at least these four episodes now all at once so people have something to watch. But the strike's over for that. The strike ended on that for November 9th. So let's see. I thought when was American I thought it was like October, but I don't know. Everything blends together. I do think it it was October twenty sixth. Um, which is season three. Yeah, I'm confused by that then. Unless they just release some? Phineas and Ferb, oh, they're still doing that? I did not realize. But it's only season five? Five? That can't be right. Also, there's a Nancy Drew show? <laughs> we lost all of our episodes, <laughs> by, or all of our all listeners by now. South Park. Amazing Race. How is that? That's a An unscripted too? series. The 36th season filmed in 2022 and premiered delayed indefinitely. Allow it, allowed the preceding 35th season was filmed for the duration of the strike. What? So they they were they allowed the 35th to continue and then they're like 36 is we're done, we're not doing it. Hmm. I don't know, I don't understand if it's not scripted, what does that matter? I don't know, because Survivor, it also says unscripted series. The 46th season was filmed for the duration of the strike. not to interrupt, that The Bachelor and Bachelorette are unscripted. You cannot tell me that. I know. No, they definitely have to be. Because even with that reality TV, like, it might not be scripted word for word, but, like, they choreograph it yeah you set it up you know who's gonna win here's your prompt you need to do this Mm -hmm. you need to yeah i don't know Hmm. so yeah now we at least know a little bit more about it i stand with the writers i'm a little late but oh yeah a little late here's us with our pickets um and yeah that's why you know some of your shows were canceled guys yeah in case you were wondering which you probably already knew hopefully they don't get canceled and they come back. I know. Wouldn't that really suck? I would be, like, heartbroken. I love the signs that are, like, AI wrote this. Like, I it, saw that. They, like, mess it up and then mm-hmm. correct it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, those signs are great. Well, anything else before I attempt to do this? Closing? <laughs> uh, no. I don't think so. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and other episodes please do the following follow us on instagram at uaq pod i almost said dot com but uaq pod facebook unprofessionals asking questions we're smoking over here i see, that. see that one of my candles went out, just went out. <laughs> um we also have a website where you can go to find like 
your listening platform you if you want. You can do stuff there. You can do stuff there. You can email us. Um, maybe it's reviews or topic recommendations. Uh, we would love to hear from you. You can go to uaqpod.com com for Cam. that. We also have a Patreon page if you wish to support the podcast and us Please and do. help it grow. Maybe we get you know better stuff. Maybe we can get writers. That is uh, patreon.com <laughs> slash uaqpod. Just uaq. I always do that. Patreon.com slash uaq. I think that's everything. Eventually, we do have different tiers for that. We are working on setting up, you know, special things for, you know, the certain tiers. <laughs> Some special things for you. Um, yeah, so eventually you can get, you know, exclusive video content, um, maybe access to merch when we, like, first drop of merch when we get there. Who knows? Just support us if you feel so inclined. And that is everything, I believe. Thanks for listening. Toodles. We are signing off. Bye.